everybody, and welcome to the Sport Ethos Chicago Bears podcast. I am your host, as always, Jose Soto. And we are going to be talking about the Bears schedule and does preseason really matter, right? Who needs preseason? What's important about preseason? And we're going to get into it. But first, let's go ahead and talk about who's going to be the king of the North. So before the offseason started, I don't think anyone could have predicted the Bears being a contender to win the division. But it's more so looking like the four teams are a lot more evenly matched than they were ever uh, coming into this uh, free agency and draft. So every team wants to improve, but to me, it's actually looking like the Vikings and the Packers are heading for a decline, while the Bears and Lions are looking to change the landscape of the NFC North. So what did these teams gain or lose? Well, so it looks like the Lions went ahead and added a bit to their running back room after losing Jamal Williams. And they filled that gap with the former Bears running back, David Montgomery. And then they added another running back with one of their first round picks. And then we go to the Green Bay Packers who lost what I would say is the biggest Chicago Bears tormentor in Aaron Rodgers. So anyone who thinks that Jordan Love's just going to come in and fill those shoes, they're, they're in for a harsh reality. A harsh reality. They're actually going to need to adjust those glasses quite a bit. Uh, Jordan Love has yet to do anything to prove himself. He's been behind uh, Aaron Rodgers since 2020. He's still just a giant question mark uh, coming into the season. He's going to be very fortunate. He's got uh, two great running backs right uh, behind him. So that's the one positive he can be looking forward to this season is have to have those guys as a safety blanket. So next, uh, we got the Minnesota Vikings. They let go of Dalvin Cook. They didn't address their needs in free agency or the draft. So they lost Adam Thielen alongside that uh, in free agency to the Carolina Panthers. And even though they drafted Jordan Addison, Thielen is a proven uh, commodity in the league. He's had a great rapport with Kirk Cousins. So it's not going to be just like easy patch that you're looking for with a rookie. So even with all the moves the Bears made this offseason, they're actually just still one of those teams that had the worst record last year. So no matter how optimistic everyone's going to want to be, everyone uh, needs to understand that this NFC North is not going to be a guarantee for any of these four teams. But the good thing is the Bears are now in the conversation. So let's go ahead and take a deeper look at the Bears schedule and see how they stack up against the competition this year. So it's time for the Deep Ball. So we jump straight into the heart of a true rivalry. In week one, the Bears have a battle against the Green Bay Packers. Jordan Love's going to have his first true taste of the NFL. And this is going to be his first ever game against the Chicago Bears. And I believe his lack of offensive weapons in the in the in the receiving core is going to be a little bit of a struggle for him um and the revitalization of this Bears defense is going to be something that Jordan Love is not going to really be able to handle come week 1 of the season I do think that the tandem of Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon um it's going to help the Packers from getting blown out by Justin Fields. Uh, all, his new, all the new weapons in Chicago. Um, 
but it's just going to be too much for the Packers to keep up, and the Bears are going to get that week one victory. So we're going to jump into week two, and the Bears are going to head to Tampa Bay, Tampa Bay, Florida. So I know Tom Brady's no longer uh, in Tampa Bay, but they are coming back with a lot of the same roster, and that's guys like Mike, Eb- Mike Evans, uh, Chris Godwin. They do have a lot of weapons for Baker Mayfield, who's now at the helm. And the Bears are going to be truly tested by this Buccaneers team. They're actually a way more complete team um, than a lot of people give them credit for, and they do have a lot of chemistry on their side. we got to remember this team is just a couple seasons out of winning the Super Bowl themselves. So the Bears unfortunately lose this game, and, and the only thing that could be a silver lining as this game stays close. So, the Bears are one and one. And they take another trip onto Kansas City uh, in Arrowhead Stadium. And I'm going to be completely honest. I do not think this game is going to be close. I think the reigning Super Bowl champs uh, just come out and show how big of a gap between them and this Bears teams who can hopefully fight this Bears team who that can hopefully fight their way into getting into the playoffs is. I mean, even if Justin Fields has a good game, it's not going to be enough for the Bears to uh, get the surprise upset so early in the season. So let's keep things rolling. We're going we're gonna to jump into week four. Uh, the Bears are set to face the Broncos. I, I know the Broncos did not live up to expectations last season, but they did have one of the best defenses in the league. And now they're actually with head coach Sean Payton. So the Broncos are expected to move uh, some of their offensive weapons this offseason. That didn't look like it happened at all. Looks like Sean Payton liked what he had uh, with that wide receiver core. um, The much improved offensive line uh, for this Denver Broncos. So I think this is going to be one of the better teams in the NFL this season. So unfortunately for the Bears... They're going to run into another greatly improved team. And they're going to go to 1-3 and three heading into Week 5. And in Week 5, the Bears are actually going to finally put up a W against the Washington Commanders and their new quarterback, Sam Howe. And Sam Howe, uh, he's still pretty new to the scene, but he's getting a lot of confidence from his teammates. But I don't think there's going to be any kind of slouch of a game or easy-like contest. I think every yard is going to matter against a very well-put-together defense. They're led by Jonathan Allen and Montez Sweat. So this is going to be tight, but the Bears are going to do uh, just enough to come up with this victory. The Bears are going to finally have the chemistry with their wide receiver core. I think the defense is going to be humming by this time. They're going to have a lot of confidence. After And, and then after making uh, Sam Howe's life a bit miserable uh, in this win... I think that's going to that's gonna be a little bit of a turnaround for the Chicago Bears. So week six, the Bears get the Minnesota Vikings in Soldier Field. And this is going to be the time for Jalen Johnson to prove why he deserves this extension that he wants. Uh, he, he wants to be known as one of the best cornerbacks in the league. He's talked about how he shadows uh, receivers. But the truth is he's barely played against Justin Jefferson. Um, I don't think he's even played half of the game against the Vikings uh, since entering the league. So 
I don't really know what to expect, uh, but the two times that he did face uh, Justin Jefferson, Justin Jefferson averaged 121 yards, and in those two outings, he scored one time. But again, I think unfortunately for the Vikings, they just need a lot more than just Justin Jefferson to beat the Bears. And that's something they don't have. They traded linebackers at Area Smith. They let Thielen go to the Panthers. Uh, the Bears are going to pick up this home win. It's, it's just how it's going to go. The Vikings are, are not that team they once were. And it's going to show against, against the Chicago Bears. So week seven, the Bears, they're looking to get to that 500 mark uh, finally on the season. And then they get another home game against the Las Vegas Raiders. And their quarterback now is Jimmy Garoppolo. So he's starting for another team. I mean, listen, he was a good game manager. He did take San Fran uh, pretty far. But even they saw his limitations. And he just doesn't, he doesn't have a deep ball game. So he's not going to stretch the field against the Bears. And that's going to be huge uh, because there is a giant middle linebacker that the Bears do have in Tremaine Edmonds. And he's just going to go ahead and shrink that playing field even more. And, I mean, all the passing windows are going to be just a lot tighter. So I, th- I believe as long as the Bears don't let Josh Jacob run all over them, uh, they're going to be able to coast into another victory against the Raiders. And they just don't seem like they have a real plan for the future after losing uh, John Gruden. So their, their, current, their current coach is Josh McDaniels. Uh, he's just, I don't think he's, he's a great coach. I mean, he's had uh, a couple of previous failures, and I just think this is going to be another one um, as he's in that Las Vegas Raiders organization now. So we jump into week eight. The Bears are going to head to San Diego. And unfortunately, the Bears are going to run into one of the best young quarterbacks in the game, or just one of the best quarterbacks in general with the Chargers uh, in Justin Herbert. And they're not messing around here. They're, they're adding weapons around him as much as possible. They added a wide receiver uh, in the draft with Quinton Johnston. So the offense seems to have no holes. And unfortunately, these two teams are just – the Bears and the Chargers are just in two different trajectories. Uh, the Bears are just going to get, I think, canned by Herbert and the Chargers' offensive attack. I feel like if Justin Fields and the Bears can keep up with the Chargers, the game could be close. Uh, but I'm not going to say I'd be surprised if they lose by 10-plus 10, 10 points at uh, SoFi Stadium. So I project another Bears loss uh, for the young, rebuilding Bears. So we're going to jump into Week 9. and The Bears are on the road again, heading to New Orleans. And... Who's there? Derek Carr and the Saints, uh, who look like they, they didn't do much to add to their defense um, or their team in general. I mean, they added two rookie like defensive linemen. We don't know what they have in them. Right now, it looks like they have them labeled as rotational uh, defensive linemen. Neither one of them are slotted as a starter. So, I mean, this boosts them a little bit because it gives them some depth. Uh, compared to last season, but they were just a seven-win season. They were a seven-win team last year. So I don't think they're going to have enough to com- to compete with the New Look Bears. Justin Fields and company uh, sh- should come out, put up points against uh, the lackluster Saints. 
We're talking about a team who's often still consists of a very injury-prone Michael Thomas, who they have slotted as their premier wide receiver. So the Bears are not only going to catch a flight back to Chicago, I think they're going to as well catch that win and at the end of the day. And uh, the Bears look like they're, again, a 500-win team coming into the, coming into the season. But uh, this is going to be interesting. So if the Bears want a better draft pick, this is the game that they have to win. They're going to be playing the Carolina Panthers. So they need to take care of business in Week 10. So Bryce Young was the number one pick. And, and the Bears did trade that pick uh, to the Carolina Panthers, which got them DJ Moore. They now have the Carolinas first and second round pick this, this year coming up. Um, so I, I'm not going to be surprised to see DJ Moore come out and just kind of torch his old team. I mean, these guys are the guys he practiced against day in and day out. Um, he's going to know exactly how to exploit them. So the bears, I believe are hands down the better team. I think it's just going to be another win in the windy city for them. I'm really not sure if we need to go much deeper here. I don't think anyone really has the Panthers winning here besides like diehard Panthers fans. Even them, they might even understand at this point that their team is at the bottom of the barrel when it comes to a rebuild. Um, So with the Panthers game finally out of the way, I think the Bears are going to be able to focus uh, on heading to Detroit. So they're going to play the Lions. And the and the good thing about that Panthers game was on a Thursday, so they're going to get an extended rest uh, before they come in and play the Detroit Lions. So they're going to be refreshed and ready to face a Lions team uh, that actually went on a run at the end of last year, but they do still have Jared Goff as quarterback. So he has so many inconsistencies, and I just believe the Bears are going to be able to take advantage and edge out a victory against the Lions. So the Lions, like I said, added Montgomery. They, they went to get and drafted uh, Jameer Gibbs. But the defense didn't really improve much. They added a rookie linebacker in the first round as well. I just don't think it's enough uh, compared to what the Bears have done, right? So the Bears greatly improved their defense against the run. They sewed up that middle of that defense. And I think there's going to dare dare Jared Goff to to beat them with his arm. I just don't think he's going to have enough firepower to finish off the Bears. And and the Bears, again, get that road victory against their NFC North rivals. So the Bears are just one week away from the bye week. After beating the Lions, they head to a Monday night game against none other than a guy who never shows up for these games in Kirk Cousin. So Kirk Cousin's Going to have another flat showing on a Monday night. I think the Bears roll into Minnesota. They get a win. So when the when the light shine brightest, I, f- I feel this is no secret. Kirk Cousins is just nowhere to be found. And I feel like Justin Fields is going to have a big opportunity to shine against the Vikings before they uh, go into this break for the season. So the Bears are going to go into the bye week 8-4. and four, And they look just like a completely different team from last year. But... I think they're going to get a little bit of a drop back to reality as the Lions come into Soldier Field 
And in week 14, they're going to split that series with uh, the Detroit Lions. They're going to be one and one. I think David Montgomery, Montgomery comes back. Uh, he's just going to get a little bit of revenge on his old team. Uh, and you got to remember the Bears still do have a lack of pass rush on the, pass rush on the edge. And this combined with the Lions having one of the top offensive linemen in Panay Sewell, I just... I just think the Lions do enough to spoil spoil the Bears' uh, win streak, and I think the Bears are just going to drop to eight and five uh, after a close game with the Lions at Soldier Field. So week week fifteen comes upon us, and they go ahead and they're going to get Deshaun Watson, who I believe his crazy passes seems like it's finally behind him, and the Bears go into Cleveland and get reminded of what a real playoff caliber and if caliber NFL team looks like so the Browns did go ahead and add weapons in Elijah Moore and Jordan Atkins uh, and I think the Bears are just a bit outmatched and again I'm talking about add-ons we didn't even get into talking about Nick Chubbs he's one of the best running backs in the NFL arguably could be the best and the Bears are improved but it's it's just not enough to compete with teams like the Browns who have one of the best uh, edge rushers in the league, and then they added Dalvin Tomlinson uh, in the offseason to go ahead and and jam up the middle a little bit more uh, on that defensive line. So the Bears they had a good run, but the Browns are just too much, and the Bears are going to take another loss on the season. So the next team on the agenda for the Bears is going to be the Arizona Cardinals, and, and they are just in full-out rebuild mode. Uh, it seems like they're going to be starting from scratch besides Carl, Kyler Murray. I, I think that contract is too big to do much with. Uh, they have a new head coach in Jonathan Gannon. Uh, it's going to be his first stint at the helm. Uh, he's been thrown into a little bit of wildfire. I mean, they released DeAndre Hopkins and Robbie Anderson. They did a great job in the draft. They went, to get, they went ahead and you know traded around. They got Paris Johnson as their uh, left tackle of the future. But I just think they lost too many pieces. I just think they're such an incomplete team altogether. And I think the Bears are just going to take this win against the Cardinals, uh, who might be getting that number one pick next season. So here the Bears are. They, they reach 9-6 and six on the season. They go into Week 17 facing a Falcons team. Uh, and, and this is a team that had another impressive offseason themselves. Uh, they went ahead and they drafted probably the best prospect out of the draft in Bijan Robinson. Uh, they went ahead and added safety Jesse Bates, and and then they went ahead and added more to the secondary and traded for uh, cornerback Jeffrey Akuda. So, with Cordell Patterson still on the team, I think the Falcons are going to have just too much of a relentless rushing attack. This will not. This is not going to bear. Too great for for the Chicago team. I mean, even though the Bears are added so much to the middle of the defense, I just think they're going to be susceptible to to losing the battle on the outside when it comes to the run, especially against like elite talents and running backs like Patterson and Bijan. Uh, it's just going to be a little bit too much for the Bears, and and I think that's the the biggest reason why they lose in Week 17. So, Week 18. And it looks like this year the Bears are going to start and end their season against uh, the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if I've I remember many years where that where that's the script. Um, 
But I think things have not changed much for the Green Bay Packers. So they began the season uh, losing. I think they're going to end the season on, on a losing note. Uh, the Packers, I think, are just going to continue to run and try to pound that ball up the middle. I just don't think Jordan Love is that guy. He's, I don't think he's a Rodgers. I don't think he's a Brett Favre. And I just think the Bears have a long time coming from sweeping this team in the regular season. And I, I think it's finally come. I think the tables have turned in both organizations. And this, this might be one of the worst years in a long time for the Green Bay Packers. I don't, I don't think the Packers have had a top 10 pick um, since, what was it, 2009. They drafted B.J. Raji, uh, defensive tackle. But I think that's actually going to change come the 2024 draft. So Bears fans should be beyond thrilled with the best outcome of the season being the Bears are 10-7. and seven. We've, They finished the season 10-7. and seven. Uh, They're either going into the playoffs as a, a wild card or they're going to be winning the NFC North. Uh, but the Bears, the Bears are going to sweep their biggest rivals, and they go from the number one pick to the playoffs. Again, this is definitely a best-case scenario, but it's still a realistic look and breakdown at the Bears. And I think this is what could be in store for this season. You know, I think, I think they can be that 10-7 and 7 winning team and get into the playoffs. But now it's time for... It's that time. Victory Formation. So, again, I, I said in the beginning of the episode, we're going to talk about preseason. How much does preseason in the NFL matter? So, I mean, we've had teams that went undefeated on the preseason, and then they get into the season, and they don't win a single game. Uh, and we're talking about the 2008 Detroit Lions. So in the in the Lions preseason run, they went and outscored their opponents eighty to thirty. Uh, I mean, they held every t- every team to ten points or fewer. So the whole league was buzzing uh, that they're going to be contenders. Uh, but I think the realization quickly uh, came into effect as the first game came came around because they're not they're not going to win another game after this last preseason game. So their very first game, they actually uh, played the Atlanta Falcons and Matt Ryan. And from the very start, you could you could see that the preseason uh, was kind of a facade. It, it didn't mean much. So the Falcons took a, a commanding 21-0 lead uh, come the end of the first quarter. And at the end of the game, the team that only allowed 10 points or fewer in the preseason gave up 34 points. Unfortunately for the Lions and this Lions team, the season didn't get any easier. Um, they're gonna they, they're gonna lose their remaining 15 games. Uh, they only average scoring about 16.8 points per game while they're sh- doing shootouts because they're always behind. Uh, and they and they allowed 32.3 points per game against their opponents. And they gave up a franchise record 517 points per game uh, in the 2008 season. So they became the first team in NFL history to go 0 and 16. And again, they went undefeated uh, in the preseason. But let's take a look at uh, the opposite, right? So when it comes to the preseason, and this is super recent, the LA Rams in 2021, 2022 season, uh, they actually went 0 and 3. And they came out the other end as the Super Bowl champions. Uh, the Rams, 
came out for the first game of the season, and it was the opposite script of the Lions. They went against the Bears, and they actually went on to score 34 points. Uh, and from there, they, they were on a three-game win streak to start the season. This team was uh, humming the whole year. They averaged 27 points a game. They gave up around 22. So all in all, does the preseason matter? I say yes and no. I mean, it matters to how your team's roster shapes out uh, with position battles, getting settled in these games. Um, But it has nothing to do with having a successful season. So my my caution I'm going to throw the wins to all the Bears fans out there. If the Bears come out and they go 1-2 and or they go 0-3 in the preseason, do not hit the panic button. Do not, do not panic. What, what you want to be looking for is how some of these new additions of rookies, uh, they're going to perform with the pads on going full speed in a real NFL game. We want to see how comfortable uh, Justin Fields in the pocket behind his new look offensive line. And just also how much pressure is coming from the, the front four. Since in the preseason, uh, they're running more of a bogged down defense. They're not really going crazy on the blitz schemes or or giving up, def- giving up defensive scheme looks. Uh, they just w- want to kind of wait for the regular season to throw out all that ammunition. Uh, so the defensive line, I-, I think if they can't get things going in the preseason, they don't show that that juice, that intensity, Ryan Poles will be making a call uh, to one of these veteran edge rushers agents out here and, and, and see who's still out there in the market. So... That's going to be the next step uh, for the Chicago Bears, and that's what you guys need to be looking out for when it comes to, to preseason this year. So thank you, everybody, uh, for checking out another episode of the Sport Ethos Chicago Bears podcast. Again, I am your host, Jose Soto, and you can go ahead and follow me at uh, Ethos Bears on Twitter as well as ShySportsFan89. I really do hope you guys have a great weekend and a happy 4th of July. <laughs>